Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we're coming to you with Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta episodes 38 and 39. With us this week we have Scotty P. Thought we were covering Kukuru's Dick Fight Island. And <laughs> hey, Luke. Uh, maybe we should now. I don't know. Uh, backstory. I, I think I got both of you Dick Fight Island mangas for Christmas one year or something. Yeah. I know what. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. And if it doesn't sound like hardcore yaoi, it is also that. Uh. Like, imagine super-powered penises waging combat and also love in the butt. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things I saw and I was like, that can't be real. And it's real. And there's multiple volumes of it out now. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. And, and like the, the cover of the manga is like a dude because they wear like armor around their their genitalia they got to protect it i guess yeah i i remember i didn't want to like i didn't want to open it and so can my wife did before i did because you know this you know it would be like you know if the if the, the genders were reversed of the characters i would have opened it but um and uh she looked at just a couple of pages and was like shocked she's like I thought they had to have lightsabers in manga. I was like, this is America, baby. We don't have to have lightsabers. Just show what you want. <sighs> Episode 38, The Iron Wall of Jamrufen. We'll never recover from this. Also known as the impregnable Jamrufen. God damn it. Oh, it'll take it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, last episode, we're covering episode 37. Um, Emery, this is this is episode two of the Emery is Super Horny arc. Um, yeah, and she's got like some kind of Universal Century Game Boy. Yeah. Or, you know, DS, if you will. And she's playing He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not on this. It really just looks like a pink calculator. But... Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, actually, no, yeah, it looks like a TI eighty six from from like old high school days, and she has like a custom game on it. That's yeah, like, you can put games on those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so um, uh, Bright hands her a so yeah, we see her doing the she, she loves me, loves me not. She's obviously very love struck. Um, Bright hands her a personal me, personal message to deliver. Uh, it doesn't say who to at this point, but it is going to be to the crew of the Nail Argama, uh, which I'm just going to keep calling the Argama because I don't want to say Nail every time. Uh, so Bright is heading out to ensure that the Argama is able to receive uh, uh, supplies, um, and he gives Emery a sexy hug, like, and she juices every second of that hug. I'm sure there's some stuff that happened off scene too, but we'll we'll just leave that to our imaginations. Um, but Emery, there are she, probably thin books you could go find if you really yeah. 
you know, if you really had to know. Um, so yeah, Bray, you, you would hear he's going to take Shinta and Coom, and then Millie also gives him this map of the Neo Zeon forces deployment. So he's he's kind of you can start to infer at this point, like leaving out the side door, yeah, maybe the ba- maybe the back door. Yeah, so Emery, Shinta, and Coom are going to head to the Argama at this point, right? Or Bright heads elsewhere. It's, yeah, uh, Br- Bright, Shinta, and Coom. Oh, I thought Emery was with them in this in this instance. Now Emery and Millie are getting ready to leave the Levy uh, and Rose, which is currently over Granada. Okay. So uh, if I didn't hint at this point, uh, Emery is super horny for Bright, um, as they th- this whole first scene is basically emphasizing that a lot. Um, and we see the Argama doing recon before it heads to side three. So it basically has all these little um, tentacle. Uh, blue girl like cameras that just go all over the shoal zone that they're in uh they're in the, the side three shoal zone um which is essentially just like one year war wreckage of like colonies and absolutely and stuff. trashed with debris yeah um and Bicha is uh kind of letting the seat go to his head and he is annoying and bossing everybody you know, saying he is the captain and all this stuff. And everybody's kind of like, kind of listening to him, but also rolling their eyes and just like, well, as long as he's not giving the wrong order, we'll keep doing what he says. (laughs) Um, Judo is adamant that the enemy is near side three and is hiding somewhere in there in the area that they're at. So he's um, trying to be careful, doesn't want to get, you know, jumped uh, or, you know, ambushed. Um, and But Beach is trying to push forward and head closer to the whole side three. Um, Judo says he shouldn't argue or Lena would be mad at him. And everybody is like, uh, what the fuck is Judo talking about? Specifically, he phrases it in a way because you could interpret it as like, oh, Lena would have been mad at me, that kind of thing. Uh, but he specifically says it in a way that's like, oh, Lena will get mad at me. Uh, yes. Like, ha ha ha, she finds out, like that kind of thing. Everyone just like kind of freezes and stares and like, what did you say? Yeah, B- Bicha and Torres are like, uh, but then Eno finally jumps in. He's like, he's he's just tired. Judo's a little tired. That's that's all. He's not losing it. Yep. Um. Yeah. So we we see Emery again being she's being asked to make decisions about the lobby and rose and where they're going and how they're going to do certain things and she's deputy captain currently yeah yeah and she's just so horny that she's not able to like make a logical decision she's just kind of like she's literally we saw her earlier playing like uh he loves me he loves me not on this like tarot card reader thing that she had it was like a 90s like Yahtzee panel thing that she has, and she's like playing "He loves me" or "Loves me not" on it, uh, and she's still she's still looking at it, still can't think of anything but bright, to the point where she's just like completely ineffectual. Yep. Yeah, and she eventually this decides here, you know, because Millie ends up scolding her for messing with that instead of you know, like giving them. A course to set yeah and emory at one point it's like we should just head to the shoal zone and then uh, like, right after it, it thinks oh what if something happens to me before i get married like okay yeah. and then she decides 
that they need to ready a signal flare. I want to, I want to say here right now, like, I don't like what they did to Emery here. Like she was a good ish character before she might've been flirting with a married man, but she was still like a woman in power, like and a legitimate leader. She was a three dimensional character. She was like a flesh. I won't say fully fleshed out, but she was a fleshed out three dimensional character. And now she's this like, shell of horniness for bright which is i don't even really know what their goal is with this it's a, it's a mechanism to beef bright up i guess i don't really know yeah it just they they went they went all one way with her and i just i it's it doesn't feel good from like a story perspective and like i don't know <laughs> i think she's just distracted i mean i think that's all it is um yeah. because we do see competence return at some point. So I think it's just a temporary distraction. She probably thought this dude, she was crushing on never see him again because it's space. And that's usually what happens. And then she does, and then he's gone again. And I just think that's all it is. Um, Yeah. So we see the AMA zero one X, the genre Fen uh, fly onto the screen. We get the screen overlay with the model number. Yeah, we we, we get these every once in a while now. It's kind of weird and nice at the same time. Um, Because other suits, you just see them show up and you're like, what the fuck is that? Um, But yeah, so the Jamru Fen, it is a transformable mobile suit. Like, And when we see it, it is in its uh, Top Gun jet form. Uh, When it transforms, it it looks kind of like a bug. They're not finished. Yeah, it's, it's why they look weird, but they look like a bug. Yeah. And the, the three pilots there are talking, though. They're like, yeah, we're going to use these. We're going to take down the Argama and get chicks. Yep. Yep. That's totally Top Gun. Um, and that's not I'm not like embellishing like I sometimes do. That's what they say. Yep. Yeah. And their names are Dell, Dune and Danny. Um, three D's. Yeah. Rose Colin Skeeter. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, so later the Jugo struggles to handle three Ds. Yeah, I mean he's only got two holes, but um, so Emery, we Emery wants to fire a flare to signal the Argama, so she does, and everybody's like, "That's a shitty idea," um, and I, this is when they detect that the fins are heading towards them. Uh, and then the Argama is basically like, what idiot would shoot a flare out here? We need to head towards. Yeah. They, well, they the think they're in actual danger. Yeah. And which luckily they are now. Turns out they immediately are. But then again, they also, it kind of seems like they are specifically in danger right that moment because of that flare. Like that drew the, drew the crew that way, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it attracted the D's. They, they, yeah, the Lavian Rose, it just attracts all the D's. Uh, so yeah, the Fens attack the Rose, um, and Judo jumps on the uh Mega Rider. I don't know which one this is called at this point. Yeah, it's it's the Mega, it's the Mega Rider. Rider. Yeah, yeah, so he he uses his new type intuition because they're really far away at this point, and he um 
fires the the mecha particle cannon on the mega rider from well, he, he tells l when to fire yeah well like he's like aiming it i think too from something like, he's, yeah. he's on it and like helping um and yeah and they fire the mega particle cannon and it damages at least one of the fins it looks like it might have hurt some done something to the others but we learn it damages a booster on one of the fins um and the fins um retreat after taking damage um and they head towards the endra and with marshima um and they're like you know this it's fine this wasn't our mission anyway our mission was to attack the argama and the robian rose is clearly not the argama um judo notes that the zeta doesn't have anything in its database double zeta doesn't have anything in its database about these new suits and posits that these suits must have been co-developed by old Xeon engineers. Um, and I think this is like start of where we see more and more suits that, that they've, that they claim are not uh, Anaheim developed suits, right? You're starting to see more internally like Neo Xeon developed stuff a bit here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh -huh. sure. Yep, kind of have all along. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bright's message to the Argama crew is basically... So, yeah, Emery gets in touch with the Argama crew and, and gives them Bright's message. Yeah. Well, they, they dock at Levian Rose again. Yep. And the the Bright's message to the Argama crew is that they are to attack and defeat Neo Zeon at side three. And if they don't, then they will be considered rebels and attacked by the AU and judo's like i love that his orders are go defeat the enemy or you will be defeated yourself by us <laughs> yeah thanks yeah and judo's like well we'll get paid and i need to go pay for lana's school anyway right so this is fine well I, I like how judo is like we're gonna get paid right and emory's like yes <laughs> you've been getting paid <laughs> <laughs> and as in other words uh -huh. We'll handle this after. You thought room and board was free here? <laughs> Let's see how valuable your test data is to Anaheim first, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, and again, so Judo makes a comment about Lena paying for school, and everybody's like, uh, just go along with it, guys. This, this dude's losing it, but he's still a really good pilot, so salute. Um, they also play a video from Bright um, where he inspires the crew and calls them out all out by name. And it's like, hey, you're, you guys are awesome. You can kill all the Zeons. Have fun. Um, says you're ready to make decisions and fight on your own. I am not going home, but I'm not going to stay here. Yeah. Where, now, where's Henry? I think he's he's I think at this point trying specifically to not be around her. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Beecha wants to tell Judo that he's crazy, but L stops him. Um, so we see a Zeon uh, dude who is unnamed right now, but he gets named a little bit later. Um, Pretty quickly later, it's Commander Sato. Yes. Yeah. yeah so. He is telling Mashima that that his, he and his unit are there to def defend side three. 
um, and they aren't Marshmallow's minions. Um, yeah, and and so the dynamic that you're seeing here at play because it's completely implied for the, well for the most part, but remember that Haman has just been given side three, right? But the Republic of Zeon security forces or whomever, it's basically just leftover Zeon dudes. Right. So this is a squad of leftover Zeon dudes. And suddenly the folks from Axis have shown up and they're having to listen to them now. And this guy's being belligerent about it. Yeah. He's like, you're not the boss of me. Um, so uh, then right after that, uh, the fin the Jamru Fens uh, Triple D's crew meet with uh, Marshma and tell him about the Lavian Rose being near. Yeah, um, and and Mushroom is even like, oh, we will call you a 3D. And you go, oh. The 3Ds. Oh. Uh, yep, so uh, Mushroom like is going to... Like or something like that? He's going to use gonna, the... Stern... They're going to they're gonna get the tables. That's what they're going to do. They're going to play volleyball outside on the beach. The shirts off. Only if we're inviting Co and Kelly. <laughs> um, yeah. So Marshmallow is going to use the Sturm DS team uh, that that pushed back him a few seconds ago uh, to fight the Argama. Um, we learned that one of the the booster on one of the fins is still damaged, but they're going to launch anyway. Uh, so the 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 Sturm DS is, is just a bunch of rick dieses so this is why i hesitated a bit when you mentioned that thing earlier about you know where some of the suits were coming from because the sturm dies or shuzrum dies depending on what gunpla you're looking at or whatever it, this is basically a rick dies but with a nicer backpack and some beam cannons but important here it's basically a rick dies and so that means it was built by anaheim so, yeah, they are. To yeah, they're still doing Anaheim things and giving weapons to whoever well, wants to pay for them. And and if you go by Charge uh, Deleted Affair, that the Rick Diaz was designed by Axis and carried to Anaheim by Char. But I am not. <laughs> it's it's fair. Um, so. Uh, where am I in my notes? Uh, so Beecha, Beecha tells Torres that he won't launch because he's the captain. Um, and they're like, no, nah, dude, there's a bunch of, uh, of Sturm Diaz's heading towards us. You need to, uh, get the fuck out there. Um, the Lavian Rose launches a bunch of dummy asteroids to defend itself. Um, while Beecha continues to insist that he is not going to launch. He basically says, uh, just let, you know, do it. And Torres is like, dude, Eno's a mechanic now. He doesn't know how to fly a, a mobile suit like you do. Um, but they're like trying to get them to launch in the Hyakushiki instead. Um, so we see outside that the Gundam team is way outmanned, but uh, Mondo rams and destroys one Rick Diaz straight out of the gate, pretty much. Or sorry, Sturm Diaz. They, they look like Rick Diaz's. So. Um, and then. Marshima, what what was 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 that Ilya Pazom 
launches because she looks different than she did in the last episode. Yes, I caught up to where you were. Uh, and uh, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she just, she has like a different outfit or something. So like it didn't look exactly the same to me. But um, yeah, so. Sorry, uh, Mondo destroys uh, one of the Sturm Deuses straight out the gate. Um, and then uh, right as one of the Sturm Deuses comes up to the Argama's uh deck like command deck uh and it was um satos yeah Mm -hmm. um he's about to like shoot it down he's like basically saying like hey uh you know give up or i'm gonna fucking kill you all and we see Ilya um snipe him and take him out um why should do this well gotta show those guys that were standing up to marshima Well, we we skipped it, but they didn't obey what Ilya had asked them to do when they first launched. They just went off like on their own. And so and you but you do also have, you know, some foreshadowing a little bit earlier. At one point, Mashima says to Ilya, like, hey, I have just another thing, another plan I need to tell you about. And then it doesn't tell us what it is. Yeah. But then when you see this happen, you figure out what it was. Mashima wanted this to happen. And, and I think he says to like show him who's in control here or something along those lines. It was like a one-off line that he he said. Um, yeah. Yep. So uh, she she announces to his his unit that it was the Argama that shot him down um, to kind of spin him up and get him on her on board with listening to her. Uh, the Jamru Fens show up and transform. Uh, this is again first time you see them transform. They look kind of like insects, kind of. Yeah. Um, now, there's something interesting here, though, because the Jamru Finns, when Ilya is talking to uh, Sato's unit, or formerly Sato's unit, they saw what Ilya did, and they're like, do we care? And they go, no, because the double Zeta is here, we can attack that and improve our standing in Neo Zeon, and yeah, we don't care. Which is funny, because their whole mission was to destroy the argument, right? Right. But they're like, well, yeah, but then we wouldn't have done it. So this is fine. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, these guys give judo a hard time. Um, they're really good at dogfighting and teamwork. And judo just cannot get a beat on these guys. Yeah, um, it's very much reminiscent of Camille fighting Yazan and Dunkel and Ramses in the Humbrabis. It's similar point in the series, um, you know, kind of same thing where they're, you know, having trouble keeping up. Uh, and then, yeah, Danny says, hey, no one can escape the quad laser. I mean, the, the 3D three in one attack. Yeah, it's like they they're like doing things where like they will like get in the line of sight where he can only see one and then they'll like bounce off in multiple directions and shoot at him. So it's hard for him to just like time everything. And and you get the impression that these guys are really fast. Yeah, it's the jet stream attack, but it's in space. So you can break off into more directions. Yeah. So Emery finally uh, gets in control and orders Bicha to launch in the Hyakushiki uh, because of the dire situation that they're all in. 
Um, and as she does this, and as she starts taking things over, uh, one of the pilots is like, hey, it looks like they're finally getting their shit together. They're a lot more organized now than they were before. Um, so ostensibly, uh, Emery has taken control of the situation and is a much more effective commander than Beecha. Yeah, and she's really proud of herself for this. And she thinks that this just shows how her and brighter, like one in the same. This this is going to get her the D, at least one of the threes. But it does take her, it, it takes her a step towards, oh yeah, by the way, she actually is still competent. And so that's yeah. why I said earlier, I think it's just a little little phase, a little mood. Yeah. And, and she gets over it when the situation calls for it. Right. Um, so Beecha shows up to help Judo, and he is also very quickly overwhelmed. Uh, and then we hear Lena talking to jo- Judo in his head while he fights. Um, Judo basically is tells him to focus and you know concentrate on the fight. Uh, and he is he, fo- he he starts focusing on anticipating the Finn's moves and manages to damage two of the suits. Um, Ilya Pazom orders a retreat at this point. Um, and then we also, Bicha also mentions that he heard Lena's voice too. Um, and this is where Judo says that he is convinced that she is still alive as he looks towards the earth when he says this. Um, Marsha Mattel's, uh, Sato's old crew that they can get revenge on the Argama and then they'll get promoted quickly since he's so close to Haman. They'll get some of those highly coveted double promotions. I was just going to ask how many rings. <laughs> well, it's it's so theatrical what they do to these guys. You know, Ilya's like, oh, I saw the Argama take out Sato with my own eyes. And Mashima's like, you see, you'll advance quickly because I'm a knight close to Haman. And then he does like this Saturday morning cartoon villain laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much the end of that episode. Yeah. So the other notes I had on the jammer fins really quick. So they do have a torso mounted high mega cannon, which is stronger in the mobile armor mode. You get about 30 megawatts out of it and the mobile suit mode. You only get about six, uh, for comparison, the one on the double Zeta is 50. So it's not, especially in MS mode, it, it's you know, nothing compared to that one. But uh, mobile armor mode is you know, decent. Uh, usual armaments, missile launchers, beam sabers, that kind of thing. And as I had mentioned earlier, these are basically just some unfinished prototypes. And it's like a, you know, a model they weren't going to go with, but they put a few into service anyway. And so the arms and the head are like makeshift. They're not really what would have been on any final design. Do you think they had all of this like in mind when they actually drew that? No. Yeah. It just looks like an insect mobile suit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) it was a, maybe a very general idea in mind of what they wanted it to be. And you fill in like the details get filled in later. Yeah. The jet mode looks pretty cool like a jet episode 39 the second coming of sarasa 
Um, oh, you know, and I think the only model kit of the John Roo fan is pretty old. I, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really show up a lot in the series. Yeah, I think you got like, yeah, I think like an 80s kit. I don't think there's a modern gunpla of it. Yeah. Oh, well. John Roo fan. And you don't really have, and in, in the first episode, um, you don't really see much of the the mech mode. It's just mostly the 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 pilot mode. Apparently, it showed up in um, GBO two. Oh, well, I wouldn't know because all I played was Code Fairy, and then had no desire to play any more GBO two. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Um, all right. So the second's coming of Sarasa. So Mashima is not going after the Argama anymore because they know where the Argama is headed. So they can arm, they can head there and have more reinforcements instead of uh, just chasing these guys. Um, Bicha thinks that they lost them, but Torres is like, nah, dude, they know what's up. We're heading to their stronghold. They've got the advantage here. Yeah, I think he specifically says they let us leave. Yeah. Um, as they enter side three, they notice a ship heading towards them being fired on by uh, some Zakus. And, um, and and this is like right before they, they like hit a certain point where they see like the reflection of all of the uh, colonies and everything like that. They see like the lines and lines of colonies. Uh, but they see uh, some Zakus attacking a cargo ship. Um, just like knocking stuff off of the car. Oh, slow your roll. Slow your roll. Oh, you've, you've, you skipped an important scene entirely. Did I? Yes. Um, so Beecha, when he's looking on at the Endra, when it, when they're talking about, this is right after they're talking about how they let them go. So Beecha is like, takes exception to that and is like, how, how could they just act like they can just take us out any time? And he's saying, well, we're just going to find whatever colony Haman's on, and we'll take that out along with her. And then you have everyone starting to pile on Beecha. Yeah. Basically saying, like, almost every character starts to just disagree with him in turn. Yeah. Saying, like, no, you can't, we can't act that way. That would be no different from doing something with the colony drop. Yeah. We aren't supposed to involve civilians. And then Judah, Rue, and L enter the bridge and start to just pile on and L in particular scolds him for, uh, she says he's lacks the guts that he had on Shangri-La. So we're seeing Beecha having a not super smooth time adjusting to this new role he is attempting to, uh, to take on. And then that whole thing where then when they get into the visual range and you see the lights kind of show up, like it's the sunlight reflecting off of the mirrors. That That's neat. That's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that scene. I didn't take a uh, uh, note for that. But yeah, they they very much are like, no, that's that's what those guys do. We're not them. Remember, we were just there. Um, yeah, so um, they're not the these Zaku's are attacking the cargo ship. They're knocking stuff off and blowing it off and having a good old time. Um, Ellen Rue side to launch to deal with these Zaku's and Judo's, yeah, like, oh, th those are some old shitty Zaku's. We don't need to, like, put a lot of effort into this. You guys yeah. can 
go handle it. And and Emery encourages them to do it, but Beecha at first is like, we can't just do a bunch of rescue missions or we're going to get exhausted before we even make it to Core 3. Uh, but Rue just and Elle are just like, whatever, we're going anyway. Yeah, and, and Torres is, makes a comment that Neo Zeon seems to be using all of their resources, including all of the old Zeon shit. Um, and Judo, Judo says Elle and Rue are good enough to handle all of these old suits so they can go off in the mark two and the zeta and blow them up um so they they launch they start to attack these guys and they um they try to pincer the suits but these zaku pilots are yeah good well before they get there what we're shown is that these zakus are purposely blowing up these like smaller crates of things that are near this cargo ship to make it look like they're harassing it. Yeah. But they're not really. They're not they're damaging not the ship themselves. themselves as being more effectual at attacking than they really are. Like they know that they can't really do a lot of damage to it, but they're trying to make it look like they are. Yeah. I mean, and they're very clearly trying to make a, a scene for the Argama. Um, but yeah, the, these pilots are very good and they are, um they they fight against Ellen Rue and they hold their own very easily and then they retreat and they even make a comment. Um the Zaku pilots say, Yeah, we were these assholes underestimated us. Um it, it seems like they're very cognizant of what their uh limits are. Um so the Argama rescues the people on the ship. And now we have a whole bunch of refugees. Um, we are told that these people were fleeing the side three Neo Zeon oppression. Um, and we see very quick, quickly that Zeon stashed some bad dudes in the civilian ship to start sabotaging the Argama. Well, we also do. This is important here because like uh, as soon as Mondo is talking about or excuse me, Astonage is saying, hey, we'll get you dropped off as soon as you can. They also start asking for everyone's papers and IDs. Yes. They're like, okay. But also, so they are attempting to have some semblance of security through this. Yeah, it's not like Bright who just would leave them in the hall and say, like, just stay there and don't do anything bad. He right. Just leave them in the hall. He'd, like, put them on the bridge and tell them to start piling. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are crew now. Yeah, so we, as we saw on the white base, some old dude would just stroll on up to the bridge and and be like, listen, backgammon was at 3 p.m. and T is at 3.15 because we're playing backgammon. Why don't you have this right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we see this this brief scene where people are like running around and they're like doing some shady shit all over the Argama. Um, yeah, so we know there's bad guys on the Argama, and um, yeah, and so Nail Argama starts towing that civilian ship, and Beach is in touch with Emery again. He's like, See, are you happy? And <laughs> she says, No, I'm not. Bright won't put out <laughs> that that doesn't happen. It, it they do start towing it, and yeah. Beach does ask if she's happy, yeah, yeah. Um, and as about as they're about ready to leave they see another vessel coming under attack and um judo's like nah fuck it i'm doing it this time and he launches uh and the double zeta 
and the Xeon troops mention that this ship is is really old. They're like shooting like old school missiles and just even for the Zakus that like it's easy for them to get away from it. Yeah. Um, then they, they see the double Zeta and yes. the commander's like, oh actually let's let's go. Yeah. GTFO yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like before they were like, yeah, these people underestimated us. They sent out like the old the their old suits and like they're not an ace pilots. Now they're sending the double Zeta. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um so uh, they tried to avoid fighting with Judo, um, but he wrecks them up pretty good. Um, he takes out all but one of them, and it says, it, he says, if it wasn't for you, she would, and then he gets blown up. Blown up by the missiles he was making fun of. It's it's yes. a, a fun little scene to watch because Judo basically gets ambushed and the guy's jumping up to attack and that little missile launcher is just yep so um (laughs) Beecha says that the newly rescued ship is from moon moon so we get our favorite stuff back um mondo confuses uh sarasa and rasara um and uh Rasra says that she just detects something evil on board the Argama. Yeah. And what I appreciate here that they do is that Sarasa has like a teal kind of colored eyeshadow thing going on. And Rasra has like more of a, a pink or purple one. So you can tell them apart real easy in, in this one. Yeah. And uh, Sarasa says there is an evil aura b- aboard the ship. Um, and then there's there's some conversation about the Argama heading to a neutral colony, and there's like some debate about if they should head there, if it would cause problems, or um, all this stuff. So like they're going back and forth on if they should even like they don't want to involve a neutral colony, but they also want to head over to a neutral colony. Yeah, and well, I guess what they're saying is we could maybe even ask around on the ship, but they say, well, but we got to be careful. There could be spies. Yeah. And Mondo's like, no, we're fine. We checked all the IDs. But then Sarasa brings up the whole evil aura thing again, and Judo's like, we're checking them again. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Beecha is, gets overwhelmed with all of these women calling him and yelling at him for being overworked. Um, I, I forget exactly well, who's... What? Mm-hmm. That skip uh, one? Yes. So we cut to those uh, Xeon pilots that we saw earlier, right? Going under like the little hatch in the crate. Yeah. And so one one thing, uh, another thing we hadn't mentioned was that when L is handing out stuff to the refugees, they ha- show this very suspicious looking blonde among them. Yes. And so then we cut to these Xeon pilots and they're observing the Argama and they've got mobile suits with them and they say, oh, Haman has gone aboard the ship. It'd be so easy to take it out right now, but we can't because Haman's on there. Um, and their suits are the Gazaums, which we have not seen in uh, many, many episodes. Last time we saw one of those was in episode 21 when Gotten was in one, when he got blown mm-hmm. up, when they were doing that failed uh, transport sabotage. Yeah, so... Yeah, Beecha gets yelled at by L and 
who else? Rue, probably. This it's really funny. I enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah he, he was on Rue. Yeah, it was, it was like I've got so much laundry to do with all of these people. I've got so much food to cook with all of these people. I need help. I need help. Yeah, like, and and like one of the dryers basically like belches out laundry. Yes. At at, at L, and then when Rue is on the phone, you know she is slamming the it's like a ladle into the receiver so that beach is like ah 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 um for anyone that has not used a landline that's listening to this there's probably at least one person listening to this it's like what so if you had a landline phone like that and and smacked something in it like that it's not pleasant it's like microphone feedback yeah um yeah so they go and ask for volunteers to help do stuff. Astonage asks, and then all of a sudden you have like, well, okay, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit here, but so Astonage goes to help to see if anyone can help with cooking or laundry. And we take a little interlude because we got this brown haired woman nodding to our totally not Haman, um, who then is like nods back. And then the brown hair goes with all these other women and, so you got Astonage in like a train of women. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, Astonage. Hey, man. All right. He's going to run that train all right. I feel like this version of Haman or not Haman is like if Haman lost the war and her only option at that point was to just give up and be a secretary. That's what she looks like right well, now. And the, the outfit she's wearing, she looks very much like the woman that is assigned to protect Maneva, like the uh like the head lady i forget her name i don't even know if they name her but yeah she's like Maneva's hand lady um it's funny you you mentioned that luke because there is a a you know non-canon spin-off manga running right now that's haman as a office lady hey listen we we don't want to say what's canon what's not canon that's true that might be the one true <laughs> Gundam canon is ol haman uh, yeah th- there was there was a funny conversation i i forget the who who gave the quote i think it was the guy who directed the new uh doan's uh island movie and uh somebody was like was well, this is this canon and he was like dude it doesn't matter what's canon. This is just like you realize we've had eighty-seven thousand side stories and offshoots yeah. off of the ninety-six different original series, and nothing's canon anymore. There is no yeah. canon. Yeah, he, he's he was basically like, if you're watching it, it's canon while you're watching it. That's all that matters. Welcome to Gundam. Yeah, get over it. Yep. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so the 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 brown haired girl uh, sneaks off uh, with Astonage like off to the side, um, finds a dust chute, and th- like arms this thing. It looks like a flare or a bomb or something, and throws it down the dust chute. Which it's a lipstick that has a flare hidden in it. Yeah, and I think it's it's a trash chute that she puts it in. She yeah, just, it is. It's a well. It's it's labeled dust, I think, dust bin or really, something like that. Um, and she throws it down there, and it just like goes straight outside, uh, and then it explodes, and yeah, it's like a giant flare, 
Um, and it goes off while Judo is trying to recheck the IDs of all the refugees. Um, which was funny. It's like all of a sudden all, all this crazy stuff. And they're like, oh, what's going on? Are we under attack? Um, and then the... Was, were these the fins that launch? No, these were the... These weren't the fins. These we're, are the. We're not going to mention the weird spirit energy going from Haman's hand onto Judo. Uh, I was going to mention that because we see the the suits launch first, because Judo goes up to her after we see some suits launch. because uh, they basically go to the the point the weapons at the deck of the Argama and demand the surrender, and then at the same time Judo heads up to Haman to check her ID. Um, but right as he's getting ready to do that, yeah, she gives this like creepy aura out to him, and he's like, "Whoa, what the fuck? Eh, oh, we're under attack. I need to go like handle this," and just like ignores it. He's like, and you would think like they've they've been around each other so many times in this series that you would think they know each other's new type aura because like others other people like Plu. Cole could like recognize people's auras except for herself and like a few other I, things. I, I feel like the whole new type aura thing is like a, it's like catching a whiff of a smell of something. Like you catch a smell and you're like, that's familiar. I can't put my finger on what it is. It's but familiar. I know I don't like it. When your dick's next exactly to her it. ear. So one thing I think that doesn't come across in the animation well here is I think we're supposed to believe Haman's disguise is better than it is. Right. Because here it just looks like a different hairstyle to yeah. us. But I think this is kind of queuing us up to believe that like, no, it's, it's actually a pretty convincing disguise. And mm -hmm. I think it's because of that and because it would be very unexpected to judo. And also because he clearly didn't sense this before, even though Sarasa did, yeah. you know, he hasn't been like tuned into it. I think maybe because he's not expecting it so much. Well, and he's and, also uh, preoccupied with Lena right now. It, well, exactly right. Yeah, we just had all that stuff happen um, with where he's like realizing Lena's still around, and I, I think that's really what it is. Is he's just completely not like in in tuned with it yet, and he's. It seems like Judo's still at a point where he needs to like think about having to do this stuff, whereas Haman can like like suppress that. Um, you know, her presence, if you will, but then can that will sort of try to, in this case, like it's almost like she's trying to alert him to it, but he doesn't yeah. pick up what she's laying down because uh, these guys in the Gazalms are jumping up and down on the ship. I didn't get that she was trying to alert him to it. I th I just got like, he got close to her and like started sensing her like innate like evil creepy aura maybe i don't know i think she does this whole thing because she's trying to get closer to judo okay yeah she, i don't i don't she's still feeling like he's unfinished business yeah from the last times they encountered one another um you know because again lena was there on earth uh in space her own guards caught block her and and she's still she's still trying to get look she's got the 3d working for mashima but that's because that's not the 3Ds she wants. <laughs> listen, listen, Judo, I need you to go tentacle. She says, look, I know you're 14, but this is space. Yeah, she's at least 17 or 18. It's fine. Um, 
Yep. So yeah, he gets distracted by the attack and runs out of the room uh, after being creeped out. And then uh, Mondo decides he is going to launch all by himself in the Hyakushiki, despite the um, suit that is just holding a gun to the bridge of the Argama, threatening to blow it up if anybody moves. Yeah. Because Beaches starts scolding him for not checking IDs carefully enough. And even though like you know, Rosser is trying to stick up for him, Torres is like, stop spoiling him. He never gets better at anything because we keep telling him stuff's okay when he messes up. And Mondo's like, yeah, well, run I'm going to save the day. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so um, the other suit, so so Bicha, Mon, uh, or Mondo heads out on the catapult deck uh, and one of the other suits just like is like, dude, you're not supposed, we told you if you came out, we were going to kill everybody on the ship. And Mondo's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. And the other suit start, starts firing at Mondo, but very purposefully missing him. Because um, then they know uh, uh, Haman is on the ship. They don't want to damage it. Um, but uh, but he doesn't. He, he ends up hitting the Moon Moon shuttle. Yes. Right. But now he, he missed intentionally, but he didn't mean to miss by that much. Well, he, yeah, so he fired, the, the first shot he fired, he missed, I think, on purpose. Then after he comes up again, he fires a second time, and there's, like, some explosion, and he's like, oh, that's weird. There's some sort of barrier protecting the Argama. Um, and he's like, this is weird. Um, and then another suit comes from behind and attacks Mondo. Uh, and they capture him just as Judo gets out in the double Zeta. Um, and I, I think they say that they think it's Haman that is protecting the ship, that her aura is potentially protecting the ship. Uh, but they don't really expound upon that anymore. Um, so Judo no, wants to know what why they are trying to take the Argama unharmed, uh, not knowing that uh, Haman is on it. Mondo is able to get one of the suits, um, launches one of the suits off the ship. So basically, yeah. Judo has kind of distracted him a little bit. Go on. I was going to say, he's so he's like down getting beaten up, and the Hyakushiki is prone. And because of the somewhat of a distraction, and they're thinking that Mondo's down for the count at this point, more or less, yeah. uh, he actually ends up shooting like the backpack unit off of it. And it hits one of the uh, gazams and knocks it off of the catapult deck. Yeah. So, um, so Judo goes to attack the uh, gazam that has flown off of the Argama and leaves Mondo to fight the one that's still on the deck. Uh, and Judo takes it out pretty easily. It wasn't much of a yeah. Struggle and, and, for him. and Mondo takes out you know the other one. He just runs it through and like flings it yep. off of the yep. beam saber. Yep. Um, so he does a good job, I guess. Um, and then we see Sarasa, or is this Sarasa? I forget which ones they are. <laughs> it was Sarasa, yeah. Okay. So we see Sarasa walk up to Haman um, and say that she is she senses uh, evil coming from Haman. And she says, she tells Haman that her, her feelings are the same as Judo's. Like they're not 
they're not that different from each other um it's a weird little scene um and haman seems to be somewhat impacted by this and weirdness moon moon strange well yeah, it, sure she's she, she's kind of shook a little bit but so, so what saras is explaining is hey you seem like you're the source of this evil aura that I can sense, but it's important for you to know, because remember, they're not violent in this context. They're, they're trying to deescalate things. It's not like when people showed the moon moon and they were attacking them and things like that when they were yeah. being manipulated by that one guy. So, you know, the light tribe is going to be mostly peaceful and, you know, she's saying, hey, you know, this evil aura, I, I'm also sensing it's actually a distortion of who you really are. This isn't who you really are. And at the at a base level, you and Judo have like you're you're very much the same as far as your feelings. So keep that in mind. And try to be less evil. So she's yeah. basically trying to dispel that evil aura through some like psychology and, and talking and, and nonviolent intervention. Mm -hmm. And it seems to impact Haman a little bit. So it's not completely useless. Uh, and then uh, right before the episode ends, we learn that the Argama is going to head towards a colony called Colony 24 on side three. And it's neutral. It's neutral. So they decided to go to that neutral colony. Nothing ever happens at neutral colonies. I'm sure that we'll start the next episode just having left there. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah, I I don't like the moon moon interdiction here. It feels weird. It feels forced. I don't know. I like uh, I I liked the Jamru Finn episode. I'm not a huge fan of this episode. So it's it's tough because I think with the flow of the show and what they were trying to do, this all works. I think even the next couple episodes work given the pace of the show and, and what they're trying to develop. But it's also a 47 episode show. Yep. Um, so in that context, I think that's where it's, you know, in this being a rewatch, I go, we could have been fleshing out the really fantastic final arc of the show. Yeah. But we are like what, what they're doing, what's happening isn't bad. Like building up, this is, I think, giving a new, a nice layer to Judo and Haman's ongoing conflict, but not, but also is, and, and making that more complicated. This is bringing up some things for Mondo. Yeah, he's the, of all the Shangri-La kids, he's probably had the least development. So this is bringing back it's trying to something develop to them all. What's that? It's trying to develop them all to some to some level, I think. Right, yeah. So this is picking up some of that slack. So I think as far as just like in a vacuum of what it's doing, there's nothing wrong with it. But then in the context of the show, yeah, you do have to go like, are we just stretching things out? Because to me, it's another signal of uh, Char's counterattack maybe screwing with what was initially intended. Well, it was like we, we go into the last episode, we get Marshima reintroduced, and there's conflict with the with the triple Ds. Um, you know, there's you know, we are introduced to Ilya Pezom and, and all of that. 
and the guys are taking over the ship and it's like oh and we're not doing that chase anymore and haman is on the argma yeah but i mean zeta does this it, it does yeah right? you know when we go oh you know doesn't make it any better I'm, I, <laughs> oh i know i know i know but i'm saying this is kind of par for the course at this point like sure. oh everything's ramping up let's see what sarah's doing what yeah why so, yeah <laughs> but it's all just in the service of character development and things yeah. like that so uh we're gonna things are gonna be picking up but not immediately soon but soon yeah this is the, the the i mean we've talked about it before the back half of this this series is way better but i mean it, it does have its occasional like hiccups just like zeta did too and any of this series have yeah i'm sure these things are you know in the moment there's some decisions being made and maybe some things still in flux so uh, it, it works Haman's in... voice actor took a week off and or, well, or uh, Marshima's voice actor took a week off and they just were like all right we need you to record yeah well now the other thing we have to keep in mind though is that we are f keeping our focus on the main characters of the show which at this point is judo and haman is your primary protagonist and antagonist and there's stuff going on all over the place but because it's not dealing with these two we don't see it so right. that's, I think, the other reason that it feels a little bit weird, because in it, like Tomino's head, there's all kinds of things going on. It's like when we're following them around in the desert on Earth. There's all kinds of things going on, but we hey, don't see them because rebuilt. they're... Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We don't get all that stuff because Tomino doesn't give a fuck if you get that or not. Right. You'll pick it up later. So uh, I, I think that's just a stylistic thing, right? Is He's, he's going to focus on who he wants to focus on, not necessarily what he wants to focus on. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I liked the first episode a lot. I thought it was, it was, it was a good start. This episode was, was not as good, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a terrible episode. We're kind of in that phase where even the not so great episodes are not bad. Not great. Not bad. Yeah. All right, you guys got anything else? I got a rash. That's uh, from, from 3Ds. yeah, from three Ds. <laughs> oh, all right. Let me go. I'm going to talk to my doctor about Jamrufin. Just tell him you you, you took three Ds with the Jamrufin, and he'll give me a high mega particle cannon. Yeah, take. 60 megawatts and tell him you tried treating it with Marshima's rose but you ruined it and now he's mad that you ruined haman's favorite flower and and i may have eaten a poisonous flower <laughs> all right we'll see you again in two weeks thanks for following along uh hit us up on twitter at new type flash pod and wherever else we post stuff all right see you then <laughs>